Thank you so much. That's really kind. And I know you did it because the president said to, and that was a good thing, by the way. Do that all the time. Whenever he says, just, yeah, all right, I'm in, you know, because whatever he does works, so just do it. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you, Pastor Scott, Pastor Doug, for the invitation. It was 1991 when my wife and I had uh, gotten married. Uh, we went to work for a couple years for 25 bucks a week, woo, at Team Challenge. You know what? Just literally, we graduated with a passion to make a difference in our world and, and reach out to the broken, to the hurting, to the addicted. Uh, 1993, we had this crazy vision that we're going to start a church with drug addicts, prostitutes, uh, dealers, gangsters. So we bought a house over on Bloomington Avenue and Franklin Avenue, right in the middle of all the activity. We started bringing people into our home where we can love them and teach them and show them how Christ can change their life. And it's been a 25-year ride ever since. Amen. I'm telling you. We have loved, we have loved the adventure, the opportunity of being missionaries in the inner city, reaching out to people who we walk past every single day, people we ignore, people we wish wouldn't talk to us. Those are those who God has called us to reach. We've had dozens and dozens and dozens of workers from this school who've joined us and helped make Life Center a reality. Um, we literally couldn't have done it without this school and without you. And there is great opportunity. If, if you don't want to go to the same old, same old, and you want to lay your life down like my wife and I have done over and over again, given everything we've had over and over again, and God has never fallen short, you know, you are welcome to meet us, to talk to us in the back. We have a table back there. And uh, see what God can do. Who would know? Who would have ever thought that we would be here today? It was, uh, matter of fact, it was 18 years ago that you and I were on this platform as we just had received the Young Alumni Award after our seventh church plant. And uh, 18 years, we're back on stage. All right. So I won't be working the next time we're up here. But let me tell you something. There's a lot of work for us to do. Man, join the adventure. Man, let's, let's change the world together. And here's the star. Here's my wife. Um, before I start, I want the real heroes to stand up. Those that came from our ministry, if you would stand. They're doing great things for God and come, overcoming great obstacles. We're, like my husband said, we're national home missionaries, and we reach an unreached people group. But it's not unreached for lack of churches. Oh, there's a church on every corner. It's unreached for lack of desire. The people that we reach come with so many problems. And even when they get saved, salvation doesn't bring social skills. Salvation doesn't bring education. Salvation doesn't bring work skills. So how in the world will they prosper? If the word of God will cause you to prosper, somebody better get busy.
We hear a lot about in the news about gangbangers and gangsters and, and how bad they are, but nobody really asks the questions about who they really are. Because they're, they're not this thing, they're people, they're somebody's son, they're somebody's brother. And the first, a quarter of my original youth group are doing life sentences for murder. And the first one that was involved in shooting, uh, I asked another one in our youth group why he did it, right? Well, he answered with this. He didn't say he. He said we are so powerless over our situations. Our moms are smoking crack. We have no food to eat. We wear all raggedy clothes. He said, but. If I pick up a gun, I have power. And he goes, if I say move, somebody's going to move. But he said, Pastor, what I'm really saying is, if I put a gun to your head, what he's saying is, can you feel my pain? And I'm saying, why can't we feel it before they pick up a gun? Why can't we feel it before they pick up a gun? That same teenager, two weeks later, put a gun on me. I was pregnant with my daughter, and he told me to shut up or I'll blow that baby right out of your womb. He was mad because his mother backslid. The whole family got saved, and it was like two weeks of bliss for these kids, right? But she backslid, and, and, and he didn't want to hear about Jesus, and he didn't want the messenger, and so he, he just put a gun, and he threatened me. But Jesus, I said, you know what? What you're doing right now, Jesus has already forgiven it. And he dropped it and ran. That young man's doing a life sentence. He's at the end of it. And uh, look forward to him coming out. In my life, I was born to an Iranian father who came here out of a dynasty from Iran. He, came, he was a doctor of chemistry. He came here for education. And my mom came out of World War II. She was a refugee and made it to America. And so my dad was Muslim. My mom was non-practicing Catholic. And when we lived in Iran, I was Muslim. And when we came back to America, they baptized me Catholic. Now you know why I took drugs. <laughs> now you know. My father got sick. I had a great father. But he got sick. He had cancer for eight years. And I had no idea that he was dying. He didn't say anything. I just knew that he was sick. And he said, the doctors don't know what's wrong with him. And I was just eight years old when, it, when he got sick. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to figure out. I'm going to be a doctor. And I'm going to find out what these stupid doctors can't figure out. But my father died. And when he died, I died. Something in me just stopped. I was forced out of his room because I was upset on the last day of his life. And the nurse made me leave, and I begged her not to let me go. Don't, let, don't push me out. But she did, and I said, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. But tomorrow didn't happen. 
And inside my heart, bitterness rose up. You know, you, you repeat story in your head over and over and over and over. And the more I repeated it, the more I hated that nurse. But I coined an expression because I started using drugs and went quickly to heroin and cocaine. And this is what I would say. Today's my last day. I'm not going to use tomorrow. I said that for four years. Today's my last day. I'm not going to use tomorrow. There were points in there where I felt I need God, but I didn't know, a, I didn't have a clue who this God was. When I was 19, my boyfriend died in my arms, and, and, I, and I was arrested for involuntary manslaughter, which didn't stick, but I didn't care if they locked me up. I felt I should have done something. I should have saved them. I, but I couldn't. Everything went against me that night, and it tore me to pieces. That was the night that I felt like I was on the point of no return. I thought I needed God. And I couldn't find a church open in Chicago. No church was open. They were all locked with chains. And I found a church, finally, that was open. And I ran in, and there's a funeral going on. So I sat over to the left, and the family's over here. It's an old man, and, and they're not crying, but I'm bawling like a baby. And they're all looking like, what? You know, they didn't know what the relationship was in their mind, but I... All I was doing was trying to talk to somebody. The priest came past me, and I stood up to say, I need help. Can you help me? And he pushed me back, and he said, I'm busy. And I, I fell back into the pew. Then another priest came, and he helped me up. And I'm just start talking to him. I don't know what I need. I, I don't know if I need to light candles. I don't know if I need confession. What do I do? I need help. I'm messed up. I'm not a good person. And so he told me to sit down and just talk. So I'm talking. I'm telling everything, every dirty detail. I'm telling it. And he, and, and he says, you're, he goes, you're a good girl. And I'm like, I'm, I don't think you're hearing me. And I did it again, only louder. And I told him more. And I'm like, and he kept saying, you're a good girl. You're a good girl. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Are you deaf? He was deaf. Yes. The only, the only minister in all of Chicago that would listen to me was deaf. Now you know how the vision started. A lot of what we do comes from my own experiences. My, after that, I, I, I was continuing to say this is my last day, but I was involved in a raid, and, and the doors didn't open. The doors came down. I tried to hide something. They thought I was going for a gun, so I was the first one they took down, and they said, make a move, and I'll blow your brains out. And I'm thinking, blow my brains out. Somebody's got to help me. I don't care. 
I attempted suicide, and I took two bottles of barbiturates with a fifth of vodka, and I laid down to die. I tore up my house. I was so angry because I couldn't make life happen. I didn't know how to do that. I couldn't succeed. I couldn't make this, and so I thought, I'm just going to die. I'm an embarrassment to my mother, my family. I don't want to do this anymore. But somehow I survived. Firemen broke down three doors. I woke up days later, and there was a chaplain in the room praying for me. And my mom walks in, and she sees a, pr- a chaplain priest in her head praying for me. She was sure it was last rites. That's all they do, right? <laughs> but he began to tell me about Jesus, and I didn't want to hear that. I'm strung out. I am not happy to be alive because I know when I leave this hospital, what's going to happen. I know what I have to start doing again. And, and so he said, no, 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 there's a place you can go and, and, and you can get help. And I'm like, okay, okay, let me entertain you. All right, I'm on this, 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 this. What's the detox plan? And he said, they're going to pray for you. And I said, well, I can't tell you what I said. They're going to pray for me. I've been through six treatment centers. And he's telling me prayer. But at that, after that raid, my drug dealers thought, I did it. I, I got the cops. I was, I don't know what they thought. I was FBI or, I mean, that would have been the longest sting in history, okay? <laughs> that would have been a long sting. But they, they came after me. I didn't think anything about that, but they did. They tried to kill me. They tried to run me down. They tried to shoot me. And I made it back to my house, and my mom was waiting for me. She knew, heard. I don't know why she was there, but I didn't want to let her in. First of all, I'm sick. And she's just out there, and so I'm just yelling at her to go away, to, you can't come in. And, and then I got more forceful and I started swearing at her, just leave, because you know what? I was looking at her jewelry. I was looking at her purse. I was thinking I could grab her car keys. And I'm begging her to go, leave. And then she looked me straight in the eyes, just straight in the eyes. She said, if I leave, you'll die. And I knew she wasn't going to leave. And I opened the door, and she came in. And remember, we don't know God. And I said, you want me to go to treatment? She said, oh, and she screamed, no. She goes, you need God. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, I need God. Now what, Mom? And she started crying because she said, I don't know. I don't know. And so we both stood there, and she said, get that Bible, that chaplain that I cussed out gave me, because he came back to my room and put a Bible down. And I said, I don't know where it is, but I knew where it was. And finally, I got up, and I got it. And inside of it, he wrote the address of New Life for Girls, which is similar to Teen Challenge. And I ended up going to it, but I had so many problems, I... I couldn't get it. I didn't know what was going on. It seemed like everybody around me was getting it, but all I was getting was disciplines. Disciplines like raking the forest, like 
like moving rocks, like peeling a thousand potatoes. This was every day, every day, every day, till I couldn't take it no more. And I said, I can't do this. I, I, it's not working. It's working for everyone else in here, but it's not working for me. And I fell on the ground and I started weeping. And I said, and I, said I can't do this. And I heard God in a small, still voice say, you're right. You can't do this, but I can. That's the day my life changed. Nine or ten months into that program, on that floor when I got up, I was different. My whole worldview changed. The people that I couldn't stand, I was actually looking at them with love. I didn't know what's going on. I cried for three days. Someone go, you want a potato chip? And I'd weep. Jesus. I graduated and I had the opportunity to give back a year, but during that year, God was speaking to me about going to school, and I didn't know anything about that. So I, I didn't know there was Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, Pentecostal, AG, Church of God in Christ. I had no clue. I thought it was Jesus. Okay? <laughs> That's all I knew. Jesus. <laughs> so I'm applying to Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, AG. I'm applying to every college I could find. And I'm getting all these catalogs. I mean, I could have been a nun. Thank God that God pointed me in the right direction. He sent me to this school. I was living on the East Coast. So this wasn't the predominant school, but that's where I was led to go. And that's where I met my husband, my first day in class. We were both late. <laughs> there was only two seats left, and that was in the front. And I slid in one, and he slid in the other, and we said, hey. <laughs> And then four years later, one of us busted a move, okay? We didn't, we didn't, we were friends. No one had, no one ever said nothing, but we were graduating, and if somebody didn't say something, this thing was over. I'm pretty sure it was him, but he's got a different story. <laughs> yeah. You know, I struggled. And pe when I struggled, people were was saying I was a player because I couldn't get it right. But I wasn't playing. I just did not know. Even when I came to North Central, because of my background, because of what I'd been through, because I had a different look, I had a different talk, there were people who would not talk to me. But don't worry about it. I didn't even know because I was too busy loving them. I had no idea. I had no idea that this was even going on because I was just so grateful to be here and filled with love and Jesus. And, and the only reason I know is because when they started writing articles about our ministry in the Pentecostal Evangel, they called me and said, you know what? I went to school with you, but I was too pharisaical to talk to you. I had an opportunity because we were all here together, but I didn't. 
And that's the only way that I know that that even went on. And that's why we do what we do. We go to gangster parties. I was invited. Not really. They wanted to borrow some tables. This is in Chicago. And I said, sure, but I come with the tables. And he said, oh, whatever, okay. So we went and did our outreach. And uh, it, it was raining hard, and there was like this midget gang that was shooting bottle rockets at us and jumping on the stage and jumping off, jumping off. There was a guy, we, we passed out raincoats, and he had a gun in our little raincoat pocket. And he was controlling the whole thing. If he said, stop, those kids stop. If he said, go, they would go. And, and so I kind of pulled the guy on stage because he said I had no business being here. So I said, I'm here for you. And I pulled him up. And so he kind of like was, I don't know what he was doing. He was crazy. <laughs> but then the rappers started singing about fatherless children. And he stopped. And every kid in that place stopped. This is the thing. I was praying for God to remove those midget gangs so I could reach these adults. That's when a torrential downpour came and every adult left, and the only ones left was the midget gang. 10, 11, 12. The one, they were terrorizing us, but at the end of that, they were all apologizing. Every one of them got saved. Every one of them was touched. Every one of their hearts changed. And I forgot about the gangster party, and we are putting our equipment away, and they came banging on the door, and they said, we need your sound equipment because our DJ didn't show up because of the rain. And I said, hmm, give me a minute. Do you want to go to the after party? <laughs> and we set it up. But as soon as we landed there, they said, no. You don't belong here. And this was for real. There was three, four hundred sagging down here. More guns than a fifth battalion. It was unbelievable. I never saw anything like it. To make a long story short, when they heard our sound, they wanted, they were threatening us. They were threatening us with guns. They said, if I make any, if I say one word, they'll shoot. And my team that was with me said, Pastor, <laughs> did God tell you to come here? And I, and I said, Yes. But if you don't want to stay, and I explained how in Philippians, to live is Christ, to die is gain. If God sees more than for me to die, if more can happen for his kingdom by my death, then I'm willing. And you guys don't have to stay. And they left. <laughs> they said, she's crazy, all right. But they came back. See, they felt guilty for leaving me for dead. You know, my... My drug dealer was right next to a Pentecostal church, Puerto Rican. And it used to drive me crazy because they would be shouting and saying hallelujah. And I didn't know what that meant, what they're doing. But I saw something in them, and I wanted it when I was strung out. I, I think I saw freedom. But then after I got saved, and... The church didn't really want me because I couldn't get on board quick enough. 
I came to realize as I grew in the Lord that I don't want, I don't want to be like the church at all. Because that's what I said, I want to be like that church. But now I say, I don't want to be like the church at all. I want to be like Jesus. I just want to be like Jesus. I want to love God with all my heart, all my strength, and everything that's in me. And love people. End of the story. I don't want to judge them. I don't want to have opinions about them. I don't want to do anything except love them with the love of the Lord. And we can't do that with our own strength. It's not in us. You may think you can, but you cannot. If you're not with the Holy Spirit, if you're not pressed into God, if you're not filling yourself up, there's no way you can love the way God would want you to love. I can't do it. Without God, I don't even want to. But I have come to know the most beautiful people. Jesus. That night at the gang party, after a SWAT team came and wanted me to shut it down, but somehow then he got on board. And I had my way out of this place alive. Every one of those gangsters that were there, dozens of them came forward to get saved. But all of them apologized. Every single one of them saying the things that they said to us. But this is what they said. We didn't think you would say that. And I'm saying, say what? We didn't think you'd say that. We didn't think you'd say that. And what it was that they didn't think I would say, God loves you. They expected pointing. They already know they're doing bad. What they need to know is that hope, that there's hope. And we recognize their lives aren't going to change overnight. Mine didn't. But that's not my job. My job is to love them. It's God's job to clean them. I just catch them and I bring them in, amen? And I provide an environment that they can grow. Just as they are. You're on crack. Come on in. You're drunk. Come on in. You're prostituting here. Let me put something on you. Come on in. Because if they're not allowed in, where in the world are they going to change? They're not going to change on the corner. They're not going to change in the crack house. We have seen thousands of lives come to know the Lord. We've had over 27,000 families in our database. When somebody says, how large is your church? I think, oh, about 80,000 <laughs> because we pastor our neighborhood. We pastor our community. Bow your heads with me. I know some of you may have to leave, and that's fine. Um, if you have places that you got to go, but what I want to do today, and I believe this is what the Lord wants. I want to bring down the fire. 
I want to bring down the fire. Because we can't do it without the fire. We need it. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want the fire. I want to be imparted. I want to be refreshed. I want to love God. I, wanna, I, I don't want to be like the church. I want to be like Jesus. Just come and gather around this altar. Just come and gather. Loving God. Loving people. I mean, that's our mission, no matter what your major is. No matter who you are, no matter what job you have, your job is to love God with all your heart and love people. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we need the fire, Lord. We need the fire. We need your Holy Spirit, God. We can do nothing in ourselves, Lord. We need you, Father, to move in our lives, to purge our hearts, to give us the mind of Christ. Jesus. 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 Just begin to worship him. Worship him in your language. Just worship him. Jesus. Jesus. Fill them up, God. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Bring them, bring them back to where they've started, Lord. In love with you. Jesus. Jesus. That's all I want. I just want him. Jesus. 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 Shambabokura nananatata. Kikura nananate. Shandarababokura nanata. Jesus. Shambabokura nanate. Father, fill him up, God. Fill him up, God. Fill him up, God. Fill him up, God. Impart, impart, impart. Jesus. Shandarabokura nanata. Jesus. Fill him up, Lord. Father, fill them up. Prepare them for their lives, Lord. They can't do it on their own, Lord. Fill them up, God. More of you, Lord. More of you, God. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Fill them up. Jesus. 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 More of you, God. Less of him, Lord. Jesus. Break our hearts, God. Break our hearts. Break our hearts. Give us your heart, Lord. Jesus. 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 Father, we just impart, Lord. Fill her up, God. Give her you. Give her you, God. In Jesus' name, give her you. You, Lord. Jesus, 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 
Help us not to doubt in the dark what God tells us in the light. Jesus. 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 Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Jesus. Shandoroto. Kuranate. Jesus. Shambabaki Kurana. More of you. More of you. More of you, Lord. More of you. Jesus. 